You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. It is good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, Don't forget tomorrow at 5 o'clock we do Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances every Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Jay Williams, former Duke great, doubling down on his belief that Caitlin Clark cannot be placed among the women's basketball goats until she wins a ring. Quoting here, Ooh. quoting here from Jay Williams. Well, because basketball is a team sport, so you have to have the ring. We were talking about greatest. I hear people talking about goats, right? For me, I'm kind of like, okay, you want to be a goat? Fine. There's a level of greatness. You have to win a championship to be a goat, Williams said. I mean, that is at the forefront of every goat conversation in any sport, male or female. So when people want to don her as the greatest, I'm like, let's slow down. I've seen Diana Taurasi, I've seen Brianna Stewart, and you can sit there and tell me all day long, well, she's played with other great players, okay, great, but championships, that's how we measure greatness overall. I don't know that I agree with that. <clears throat> can you not be one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but that... You can't be the best. Eludes you? Dan Marino. Rivers. Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. hmm Rivers as in Joan? No. Yeah, she was a great quarterback. What? Philip. The Never guy with a bunch of, of kids. Never heard of Philip Rivers from the San Diego Chargers? No. He was a, a, extraordinary. He but, was the guy that So it's Eli, the asterisk. He's he, extraordinary, asterisk, but dot, he, dot, dot. He was the one who ended up going to San Diego because Eli Manning would not go to San Diego. Okay. In that draft. And he never, he went to San Diego, was a great quarterback, and never won a title. Had a lot of years where they were contenders, heavy contenders. Dan Marino arguably is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Never won a title, will never be the greatest. Mm -hmm. Look at uh, the Chiefs and the the whole talk, uh, rushing to talk and anoint them a dynasty before they were ready to actually, or before they actually achieved that. All right. Uh, Coming up this hour, uh, from FakeNet on Twitter, I want the KC Current to succeed. I do. I want the organization to have capital to buy players, upgrades, et cetera, and the stadium is mostly privately funded. But you can't just go from zero to 60 on your fan base like that, or rather zero to $50. Pay attention as this will happen too. And I just replied to Fake Ned, because we love him, that, okay, but hang with me here. Someone super close to me says that if we want to be a big city, with big boy pants and do all of the big city things that the other big cities do, we should embrace the $50 cost of parking because other teams like the ones in Charlotte and other similar sized cities already charge the same thing. Uh, by the way, somebody did the math after taxes and fees. It comes out to $68 per game. Okay. Um, Just because other... Women's soccer teams might be fleecing their fans doesn't mean that we okay. should too. Okay. However, it's a it, we are now a city on the map. Okay? We I, are now a city on that map whether you want us to be or not, Scott. The cat is out of the bag. This is a great damn place to live. Too late. We I, cannot put that genie back in the bottle. Okay. And so, you know, to to Carrie's point, this is what big cities do. They fleece we, their we, fans. We either want to be the big city with all the things or we don't go move to Joplin. Well, but, 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 
the current is not paying for the, I, I would guess, doesn't own the parking areas where they're charging this exorbitant amount for parking. I, I, I go back they to what I said stadium. yesterday, and this is such a hot topic with everybody, um, that I think part of the reason for the cost is that we don't have parking down there. So they are trying to basically say, if you want to come park down here, it's going to cost you 68 bucks or whatever, but please don't. Please park somewhere else and take the streetcar and come in. Uh, and by the way, this really quick from Bally's. Did you see this today? No. Let me just add to the fire here before we go to the <laughs> before we go to the phones. Um, Bally's, which owns something right over there, the Bally's Kansas City Casino, says you are welcome to park there to go to the current games. That's the old Isle of Capri. Yep, and it will be seventy five dollars. What? $75. What? Well, that is a package. You get dinner and I'm assuming some sort of I don't know. Guaranteed winning? What Bally's is saying Couple is, you know what? You don't a- you don't want to play pay 60 down there. Come on over the water's fine at Bally's. We'll throw in, you know, a free appetizer or whatever, and you can pay, pay you, 75 here, and then you, you go gamble after the game. It's you, a brilliant uh, marketing you, idea. You, and listen, I'm I'm all for you being in favor of women's sports. I am as well. I want the current to win. You sure about that? But I'm I'm not going to allow them to fleece me for it. You mean women's sports? I, 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 look. <laughs> sure about that? Uh, by the way, this parking lot that they're talking about is a parking lot, if you count a bunch of gravel spread out on grass, a parking lot. $50. $68, is, it, dollars, it, it, please. Do you, you want you to be the do, big city with all of the big things, or do you not? I, I think that this is, if Charlotte is charging the same thing for women's no, soccer, no, the $70 to park, then then this is the market value for this thing. How come when the Chiefs a couple of years ago uh, upped their parking to like $60 or something ridiculous, we were all like, this is unheard of. There this are, is crazy. And there are a billion spaces out there. I, I don't remember anybody ever saying, well, if you want to live in a big city and you want to be a big market city team, that's <laughs> what we're going to have to pay. Maybe I did say that. I just don't remember because no, it was a long time ago. Nobody said it. Everybody was like, this is ridiculous. You're not going to paint me into They're a corner. They're fleecing and us. And guess what? Everybody pays it. I, I do. Take and they an ex- win Super Bowls. They didn't when that was first announced. I do take an exception to the go to Joplin comment. I was born here, and I don't plan to leave. Okay. How many spots are they offering for parking at the stadium? I have no idea. I don't think there are a lot. 913-586-7798, if you know, we'd love to hear from you. This has spilled over onto social in a way that I did not anticipate. And if, if Annie's barn is listening, I'll text her, and we'll see if she can get in here. She posted about this last night, and I said, we had this out on the air today. Here's the podcast. She is one of the fiercest, most loyal um, Casey Current fans that there is out there. And she was barking about this on social last night. I'll find it and read it's it too here. much. Uh, I, I've heard that the gravel patch uh, that they're calling a parking lot has roughly enough space for 200 spots. Okay. Uh she just wrote Casey Current $795 for a parking pass, and there are hundreds of comments on her page. She says that is more than our tickets have been up until this year when they tripled the price. Uh, then she writes, and this does not include taxes or fees and seat geek and all of that stuff, and absolutely no one is buying what they are selling, that they are, quote, sold out. 
The supporters, she writes, have not been treated very well either. And that's the small supporters group called the Blue Crew. I think most people have been willing to give long, long, long leash year because we wanted to have women's sports in Kansas City and we want to support women's sports in Kansas City. But I'm wondering if this is kind of the end of the road. I don't know what the daily costs are yet to go to, but I'm sure all things in it will be now about the cost of a Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, quick correction. It's not 200 parking spots. It's 2,300. There is 2, no streetcar to the stadium. It's a 30-minute walk, she said. So, And you said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm someone who's spent more than five grand on soccer tickets in the last two years and at the time didn't even really know that much about soccer. She's just such a champion of women's sports, Scott. And she is agreeing with you that this is too much. 913 586 Seven seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. Before we get to the phones, let me address just a couple of uh, issues that came in on the text line. Playing devil's advocate, would this be an uproar if Sporting Kansas City was charging fifty dollars for parking? I think it would be. I think it would be. Because let's be honest, and I'm a huge soccer fan, they're not EPL. They're MLS. They don't play at the same level. And I sh- I know this because I'm a season ticket holder out at Sporting. Our parking passes are rolled into our season tickets, and I don't pay more than $30 a ticket. Well, and in reality, a if you, ticket, and that includes parking. If you did that at Children's Mercy Park, you'd see a whole lot of empty parking lots for the stadium, and the uh, adjacent parking lots for the stores there would be mm-hmm. a whole lot more full. Uh, and then from the text line, ninety four forty four writes, "Take a line from Bob Fesco. If you don't like it, don't go. Problem solved." Right. You're exactly right. I am not going to pay fifty dollars for parking. I'm just not going to do it. So I will vote with my wallet, and I won't go. Dave in Liberty. Dave, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, Scott. Hey, Dana. Uh, Two fronts. Caitlin Clark will be the greatest scorer of all time, whether they want to give her the GOAT designation or not. She will win that, and she will wear it proudly. Secondly, as far as the current is concerned, if you want to hold them to the Jay Williams standard, uh, you don't get to charge $50 to park until you win a ring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dave. Remember, never laugh at your own jokes. You couldn't even get it out. That's the key to being a good comedian. I laugh at my own jokes all the time. I crack myself up. You got to get the joke out first. You can't laugh at it pre-joke. Uh, Shannon in KCK. Shannon, hello. Oh, Dana, 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 you you poked the bear, young lady. Uh, I'm a Joplin hometown girl, uh, oh, and, okay. I, and I live in the big city of Kansas City. Okay, can I, I walk that back? Dearly. Can I walk that back, and here's why. Uh, I just randomly picked a town that was smaller in Kansas City. I could have said Topeka. Here's why. Yeah, but you picked Joplin. Many, many years ago, Shannon, a photographer that I worked with for years, I will never forget it, said they were going down to go to the symphony. And he was not like a symphony kind of guy, okay? And he okay. said to me, we're going to go to the symphony. And I go, oh, okay. I go, what are you just trying to, like, expand your horizons? And he looked at me and he said, Dana, I feel like if you live in Kansas City with all of the things this town has to offer, 
if you're not going to go explore those big town things, then why do you live here? Go live in Joplin. And that's always stuck with me, that's Shannon. That's just cold. That's just cold. And, and he, just, oh. he just picked that. But I would say the same thing. If you're not going to take advantage of the Chiefs and the Royals and Starlight and off-Broadway stuff and just all of but, these But that doesn't concerts. mean I have to get fleeced to do it. No, I'm, I'm just saying. My <laughs> point was, and that's why I picked Joplin, because when he said it, it struck me as like, oh, my God, that's a great point. Why live in New York City if you're not going to go see a show every once in a while? Like, why just pay the higher rent? But but if I'm going to go see a show, if you're going to charge $400 a ticket, I'm not going. Amen, Scott. Amen. But here's the other thing. Carrington comes from Joplin. You're, you're, you're oh, God, that's great. Great. Okay. So, so, so I'm sure you have poked him as well, well if he gets I, He always walks me to my car at night, and I will talk to him about that, and I will apologize. And I love Joplin, Shannon. I have been to your town under not the greatest circumstances, as you know. You guys are resilient. You are fighters. You're survivors. I love every damn one of you. Amen. Thank you. Hey, 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 Shannon, guess, guess yes, who ain't walking her to her car tonight? <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Very good. All right. Take care. Uh, Zach in Leewood. Zach, good afternoon. Hello. Afternoon. Uh, I'd like to first off by saying that I'm the biggest advocate for the Royals going downtown. But that being said, all of those parking lots downtown, when people are going to be parking down there, I mean, do you think they're going to be free parking? Um, I understand that the lump sum issue with current stadium right now and how it's, you know, 800 bucks right. lump sum up front, that's a little ridiculous. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like that because – not every, I'm not going to go to every game. You know, I went to 30 Royals games last year, but I didn't buy a season parking yeah. pass. Uh, but 50 bucks for, you know, to go down there, park, be right next to the stadium. I, I don't know. I just don't see a problem with it. You know, if we, if we want all these nice things, you know, we want a downtown ballpark. We Make want a, the first women's soccer stadium in, in the stadium in general. We want all these nice things. And for Kansas City to grow, you know, at some point, we've got to pay the price. And that's coming from, by the way, a Jackson County voter. Bingo. Uh, yes, build, baby, build, Zach. Yep. Exactly. Fleece, baby, fleece. Because <laughs> that, that, that's literally what they're doing to you right now. Zach did bring up a great point, which is an exa- exactly the same point that uh, newer boss made out in the studio. If you looked at Houston and their baseball team and their baseball stadium, some of those parking spaces around the stadium on game days are in the hundreds of dollars. Why? Fleece, baby, fleece. Yeah, but you've got to put a championship on the field. Oh, I disagree. I go back to the Chiefs. How many years did they not compete at all at any level? Uh, American you were still paying a premium to go park and barbecue out C- there. Comparing American football to any other sport in this city is apples and oranges. Okay. The only place that you can park for free around town, honestly, if we're really going to be honest, is the plaza. And I still can't believe we're doing that. False. Kansas Speedway does not charge to park. Oh, now that surprises me. Azura Amphitheater. Okay, now now we're just digging. Are we? Sandstone and Kansas Speedway? Those are major events. I, I'm, I understand, but please they don't do bring up the... They do happen to both be in KCK. I was going to say. I mean, at what point <laughs> oh. is it? No, I'm... Oh, forget because it. it's KCK. I've already, no, I've already know, stepped in it with Joplin. I'm not saying another thing. Since they're already the smelly armpit That's of Kansas City. That's not what I'm City. saying. I mean, who would pay to park there anyway? I mean, I just, God, I just lucky think we showed Sam up. is stretching is all. I just Feels good to stretch. I sent Carrington a text uh, saying, I'm sure you did. I put it on Twitter. Dana is disparaging Joplin. No, I have not. As we speak, he wrote back, that's why I took her $3. <laughs> 
Lee in Raytown. Lee, good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> hey. Um, so I'm a Blue Crew member, um, and this uh, is striking the supporters group um, very hard because we've been promised for months and months and months, oh, we'll get the parking situation straightened out. We'll get information to you. We'll mm-hmm. get information to you. We'll get information to you. Three weeks before the season starts and it's like yeah you got to come up with eight hundred dollars by monday and there's only 2300 spots left and oh by the way that includes ada parking which i need Uh. and um my my choices are come up with the money which i physically cannot um or find a way to get dropped off at the curb because the streetcar doesn't go that close um uber's probably going to cost more and this is three times as much as my ticket. So even if I yeah. could pay it, it's three times more. I paid like $250 for my season ticket. And I've been Lee, let me ask you, let me, wait, even ticket holder. Let me ask you this. Can you name uh-huh. something else in Kansas City where it costs more to park there than it does to attend there? And this is where I'm going to agree with you guys because Channel 5 posted this as well. I mean, the whole town's talking about it. A parking spot outside of CPKC Stadium may cost you more than the seat inside. And that is a fair point. Name something else where the parking spot outside costs more than the ticket inside. Royals. Even with the Chiefs example, that doesn't ring true. The Royals might be the one big example I can come up with. Right. And, like, you know, if you go to a concert at the T-Mobile Center, you're probably paying, on average, at least $100 for the ticket, no matter who it is. But if you go park in the parking garage at Power and Light, it's, it's 20 bucks, 20, 30 bucks, depending on the event. Um, and, you know, I probably wouldn't be so, I mean, yeah, I'd be mad at paying three times the amount of what I paid for the season ticket anyway. But if I had warning, like if they told us this when I bought my season ticket last summer, gave us a payment plan, or at least gave me time to save the money. I wouldn't. I I would still be mad, but I'd be like, you know what? I can do this. That I think that's the biggest problem is waiting until the last minute to give us this. And they keep saying we're going to have shuttles and all this other stuff, but they don't have anything solid on that. And again, we're three weeks out, so we have mm-hmm. no alternate solutions other than streetcar. It's a fair point. And Ubering. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the point, Lee. If they had told us before we bought the season tickets, but they sprang this on you three weeks before the season starts, after you had already bought season tickets, 913-586-7798-586-7798. A story here from CNN.com. We got another weights and fish story, kind of. Uh oh. But this one involves a dog. Bobby the dog. What is it with people and animals that they're always trying to falsify stuff? Bobby the dog, who died last year, reportedly at the age of 31, Dana Wright. Oh, please. I knew this was fake the second I heard about it. The old elderly dog scandal. Has been stripped of the world's oldest ever dog title. Following a review by the Guinness World Records, the organization dun, dun. said. Bobby, who is a Refiro do Alta 
Tay Joe. Lies. Can we even believe that? I, I, really? Full bred? Half breed? What is it? Had been known as the world's oldest dog until he provisionally lost his title in January, mm. pending the result of a GWR investigation. We've we investigated this. We're, we we are investigating it. Got it. The GWR says it no longer has the evidence it needs. Got it. To support Bobby's claim. Got it. As the record holder is the oldest <laughs> dog ever. What At exactly do you gain years. from lying about that? Like the initial weights and fish scandal, they were out to gain a couple hundred grand and a boat and cash, which I still can't believe. You don't get anything for the Guinness Book of World Records, other than pride. Sam Bobby died in October. At the age of four. <laughs> God, his heart was so healthy. Man, we should have donated it. His owner, Lionel Costa. Claimed that he had lived until the age of 31 years, 165 days. We find that hard to believe. Claims that Bobby was born in 1992. Bobby always roamed freely, without a leash or a chain. Lived in a calm and peaceful environment. He was a free-range Bobby. And ate human food soaked in water to remove the seasoning. Okay. Okay. Uh, I love this story. I'm not looking to make it a topic, but this is why fertility doctors should not be um, using their own material when you uh, have a child. From CBS News, they met on a dating app and then realized they were born on the same day at the same hospital. And that's not where their similarities end. From CBS News, millions of people turn to dating apps to look for love. But what one Minnesota couple found was more like an against all odds match. Elizabeth Christensen, among of two young kids who was recently divorced, matched with a man named Joshua Colbert on the Hinge dating app, and they immediately started talking. The first day they matched, they started asking the typical get-to-know questions, where he grew up, and as Joshua gave her answers, she became more and more shocked. She asked where I had grown up, he said, and I grew up in Andover and went to Northside Christian School. And she's like, no kidding, I went there in kindergarten. We put it together. Maybe we were in the same kindergarten class. Scott, they were. There's video of them singing in the Christmas pageant side by side. Elizabeth found their class photo, and sure enough, Joshua was in the yearbook as well. Uh, both born same day, same hospital, same kindergarten class. Uh, they then met in person for a date. They hit it off. Well, wait, hold on a minute. If they were in the same kindergarten class, it's unless one of them moved out of district, they were then at least together through sixth grade, and they didn't remember each other? Just one month into dating, Josh popped the question. I'm old school. I asked her dad for her hand in marriage. Her very, family's very tight-knit. We meet for dinner every other weekend after church, and uh, there they have it, happily ever after. You know, this happened to me once. That you met somebody you went to kindergarten with? No, I met somebody that I was born on the same day in the same hospital. Oh, really? At KU. Wow. Clint Lee. You met someone, okay, wait. You met someone at KU when you were studying at KU that you were born the same day, same hospital. Correct. That's pretty cool. Didn't you wonder, like, are we switched at birth? That's the first thing I would have asked. No, because I look like. How do I know my whole life has not been a lie? I told you the story. I'm Bonnie Bedelia, and this is not my child. I told you the story. We, We got out of Western Civ class on Friday afternoon. Okay. We get onto the same bus at KU. Yeah, how does that come up? Well, we recognize each other because, you know, in Western Civ, you're in the big class on Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. Then you're in the small group study on Friday. Yep. We were in the same small group study on Fridays. Okay. So we go to the bus stop. We get on the bus. 
We both sit in the back. I'm like, hey, I recognize you from Western Civ. He says, yeah, my name's Clint. I said, my name's Scott. His name was Clint Lee. I have no idea whatever became him. Okay. And I said, where, where, where are you from? He said, I grew up in the military. So whenever two military kids get together, yeah. you always compare like yeah. where you lived. Maybe you were at the same place at the same time. Yeah. He says to me, I was at Fort Dix. I'm like, nah, Fort Drum, nah, blah, blah, blah. We're going through this list. He says, uh, I was born at Fort Benning, Georgia. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I was born at Fort Benning, Georgia. I said, when were you born? He said, June 15th, 1971. No way. I said, I was born at Fort Benning, Georgia on June 15th, 1971. You're like, do you want to go out? You want to have a beer? We did. We went to the Hawk and we played a game of pool. Um, I go home that night and I called my, this is before cell phones. I called my mom and I said, mom, I said, do you remember how many kids were born at Fort Benning, Georgia on June 15th, 1971? She goes, yeah, I remember it well. There were three of you. I said, well, two just met on a bus at KU. That is insane. That is crazy. Two, one in a million. two of them just met on a bus at KU. Uh, sad update out of the entertainment world. Did you hear Wendy Williams, yeah, the talk show this. host, has been diagnosed with the same yeah. uh, disease or disorder that has robbed Bruce Willis? Mm-hmm. Aphasia or whatever uh, yes, it's called? Yes, yes. Dementia and aphasia. Former talk show host Wendy Williams was diagnosed last year with primary aggressive aphasia and front temporal dementia, according to her care team on Thursday. Aphasia, again, we've heard about this with Bruce Willis, affects language and communication abilities. Um, Willis, as you know, retired from acting in 2022, was diagnosed in 2023. She's only 59. 59 years old, and People Magazine reported, I guess, last week, that her family does not know in which facility she is being treated and that they speak to her only when she calls them. Hmm. Uh, she is the subject of an upcoming Lifetime docuseries called Where is Wendy Williams? Um, on behalf of Wendy Williams Hunter, her care team is sharing this very personal update with her fans, friends, and supporters to correct inaccurate and hurtful rumors about her health. As Wendy's fans are aware, she has been open with the public about her medical struggles with Graves' disease and lymphedema, and then they updated it to say she began to lose words, act erratically at times. They didn't know it's what was bad. going on. She couldn't understand financial transactions. And then here we are, the same thing that struck Bruce Willis. I'll be darned. Uh, the news comes, as you mentioned, Dana, ahead of a lifetime premiere of Where is Wendy Williams? It is a two-part documentary about her physical and her mental health. It airs February 24th and 25th on Lifetime. Hmm. That's too bad. Hmm. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott. Here on KMBZ. I am so proud and so happy. Um, the... I think 71st annual Scripps Howard Fund. Every year they recognize outstanding leaders in education in partnership with the Association for Education in Journalism and Mass Communications. They have named the Administrator of the Year, our Dean Ann Brill from the University of Kansas. Oh, good for her. And Dean Brill has been there forever. Uh, she was not our dean. I think she might have been our associate dean, Scott, at the time. But she was the one who handed your daughter <laughs> and my son their diploma on that stage for the journalism graduates at the lead center. Uh, three or four years ago. 
Um, it's a huge, huge um, honor for Dean Brill, and congratulations. Um, I am so proud to call myself an alum of that phenomenal organization. I uh, just got word that Clint Lee apparently went farther in life than I did. Uh, we may have been born in the same hospital, mm-hmm. but I'm getting word on the text line, and I've reached out to him that Dean Brill, graduate of the University of Kansas. Clint Lee. Or Clint Lee. I just said Dean Brill. Sorry. <laughs> I had a brain fart. Clint Lee, thank you, Sam, for catching that. Uh, Clint Lee, who graduated uh, in 1994 from Mm -hmm. the University of Kansas, that Mm -hmm. would be right, is now a judge in Leavenworth County. Oh, wow! And here I am sitting on the radio with you. I think you've done just fine. All right. Uh, A network disruption is affecting AT&T customers in the United States today. Uh, We know. Prompting federal agencies to investigate whether the outage was caused by a cyber attack. The early thinking is it was not. Well, of course. Did in, you try to use your cell phone this morning? I, I had no problem, and I am an AT&T customer. Uh, I, I'm AT&T. Most of the people I communicate with in my life are AT&T. I had no issues at okay, all. Then, I didn't then, have okay, any. Then we have to break this down. Why? Because I was leaving my house with full Wi-Fi and a Wi-Fi booster, and I was trying to text my dad because, you know, my mom had surgery a couple days ago. And I'm like, just checking in, Dad. How you doing? I love you. Yeah. It just went, you know, when you send a text and it immediately you get just an exclamation point. Yeah, and it, it just didn't immediately. Go right. I'm like, that's weird. And then Chris walks out and I go, is our Wi-Fi down? And he goes, no, it's at and They're out all over. And I was like, oh. So I was watching the news this morning and they were saying, you know, well, what, what are people supposed to do if they need to dial 911 or... <laughs> There's an emergency or something. Oh, please tell me. I need to check Facebook. So here comes this recommendation on the one of the cable news outlets. I can already see where this is going. I, I can't remember I which it. one it was. And I just remember screaming at my TV, okay, First, okay. remain calm. They said. Take a deep breath. This is an opportunity for you to work your way through your neighborhood. <laughs> visit with your neighbors mm-hmm. and find out what. Which carrier they use. Not everybody uses AT&T. So you need to figure out which ones are on AT&T, which ones are on T-Mobile, which ones are on Verizon. Why? So that the next time that there's a major carrier shutdown, AT&T, if you need to dial 911, (laughs) you you know exactly which neighbor to go to that would have usable service. Okay. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to say they told you to use the landline, which please would, back would up. be even better. They tried that, and then the person said, nobody has landlines. Give me something else. Please back up. Yeah. Are you not allowed to dial 911 or ABLE even if there's an outage? I thought 911 still green-lighted you through no matter what. I have no idea. Uh, I've never tried, but I've understood that even if you're out of cell service coverage area, you can get through still get through nine one one. Yeah, you don't need to go be weird around your neighbors. Hey, are you so, AT and T? So tonight, I'm Verizon. So tonight, I'm gonna go door to door. Well, first you got to get your good neighbor cards from the Johnson County Library. <laughs> That's what I thought. What, what makes you think I don't already have them? Okay, good. Okay. If you guys missed that, they're giving those cards out for free, and it says, "Hi, my name is Scott. I enjoy blank. This is where I live." If you need me, this is my phone number. It is the creepiest, so, weirdest. I filled those out, and I wrote things like, I enjoy porn. <laughs> or I am, and I wrote these really bizarre things. Yeah. And I went and handed them out door to door. Nobody's called. I have lived here for six years, and there's a man in my basement I don't let out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott. If you hear screaming, look the other way. It's a fox. It's nothing you need it's to worry about. It's not me. Look, it wasn't even the Johnson County Library that came up with the idea. I think it was Homeland Security. 
So tonight, I'm going to go home, and mm. I'm going to go door to door. I'm going to say, hey. Yeah. Did you get my card? <laughs> I'm really into porn. I've um, noticed you haven't replied. I'm disappointed. <laughs> but listen, uh, in light of the AT&T outage this morning, I was just wondering who your carrier was. Oh, you're with T-Mobile. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Scott and Stacy. Uh, now, there what were other carriers that were also affected. By the way, it wasn't just AT and T. Okay, wait a minute. And they're saying this isn't a hack because now that you tell me there's more than one company, it sounds like a hack. Uh, It, by all accounts, sounds like a hack. But of course, they're going to say, "No, we didn't get hacked." All right. Because they're never going to admit that they got hacked. Well, if they got hacked, how come I was still able to use my AT and T phone this morning? Because it only affected certain. Well, I don't know. Because if I don't know, I don't know. It had to have only affected certain towers. But Dana, you're on AT and T. Yeah. We're probably on the same tower. I had no problem. And I mine did not work for huh. about 20 of the worst minutes of my life. Like, didn't work? You couldn't dial out? Nothing. Couldn't get internet? I could not call my dad. I could not text my dad. I could not go online. You had to have been in hell. It was not a good 20 minutes for me. <laughs> Can you imagine? But immediate I crumbling. want everyone to know I made it through. It was a str- Was the struggle real? It I've come out stronger. Better? I think a better human being. Um, that. How did you do it? Well, it, it was really the drive to the golf course that I thought, you know, I need to really just get my arms around this and work on myself for the next few minutes. Without GPS, how'd you get there? <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> and then I tried that again, and it worked, and it went right through. Okay. So then we were back to normal. Yeah. We were back to ground zero. Yeah. We could function. I couldn't even call my therapist. Oh, my God. How did you How did you get well, through the morning? No justice, no peace, Scott. How did you set a tea time? Really quick, um, before we go to the news, do you know what just started up again? Dan Weinbaum. I saw your post. Ski Patrol Dan is back. Oh, yeah, last weekend. <laughs> so proud. I want to hear about this when we come back. Okay. Fascinated. Dan Weinbaum has the news in two minutes. Ski he- Patrol Captain Dan Weinbaum. <laughs> Show some respect. I beg your pardon. Uh, news with Ski Patrol Captain Dan Weinbaum is Epic next. cast member. It's actually Alpine Patroller, but that's okay. Here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.